Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out. Hi everyone, I'm Aaron Noonan. Welcome to the V8 Sleuth Podcast, powered by Timken, a world leader in bearings and mechanical power transmission products and services. Now this week we're doing something a little bit different here on the podcast. We're doing a round of V8 Sleuth Trivia. Now I thought it'd be a bit of fun, given at the moment we can't go out to trivia comps, we can't run a pub trivia night, and we can't do public gatherings. So I've raided the V8 Sleuth Prize Cabinet and come up with a few things for our top three in the quiz. First place gets a copy of our Ford at Bathurst book. That's the book that features a photo of every Ford that's ever done the great race from 1963 to 2018. We've only got very limited stock of those left. I'm going to put one up for grabs for our winner, plus some copies of Falcon Files and Cars of the King, our Falcon and Brock magazines. By the way, if you want a copy of the Ford at Bathurst book and you don't win one in the quiz, jump on our online store. Go to vhsleuth.com.au, click on bookstore, and if you enter the code FORDBOOK10, you'll get 10% off the cover price. Good deal, huh? That's if you don't win it in the quiz. Second place, you're going to get a copy of the 2018 official Super Cheap Auto Bathurst 1000 annual, plus copies of the Falcon Files and Cars of the King magazines. And third place, a copy of the 1982 Bathurst 1000. That's right, the James Hardy 1000 on DVD. It is the full great race, complete with all the action in the ad breaks that you didn't get to see on the day. 1982. How old was I? One. Nearly one. Almost one. Good race, though. I remember it well. I've, I've watched that DVD a few times. Of course, if you want to grab some amazing back catalogue motorsport on DVD, go to cmsmotorsport.com.au. Tell them the sleuth sent you, and it will be posted out to you with some cracking old stuff from the Seven Sport Magic Moments and Motorsport DVD series. Now, with our quiz, the winners will be the first three correct entries to be lodged via the entry form that's on the V8 Sleuth website. So go to v8sleuth.com.au, click on the story about the trivia podcast, or you can find the links via our V8 Sleuth Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. If no one gets all 20 questions right, I'll still give prizes. I'm a good guy. The prizes will go to those who get the most amount of right answers in first. Now, you can't submit multiple attempts. It's just like a top 10 shootout. You just get one shot. And answers to a lot of these questions you'll find through our stories on our website, through our recent podcasts, and there's some of them that you are going to have to really get your thinking cap on for. Our winners will be announced in our next V8 Sleuth podcast coming out on May the 4th, so you've got plenty of time to enter, to hear the podcast and get your answers in. Right, 20 questions. First few, bit easy. Next few, bit harder. Last few, pretty hard. So... Question number one. These are all multiple choice as well. So you've all got a really good chance here. You just need to make sure that you jump on the Sleuth website, fill in the form with your answers, but you can only get the questions from here on the V8 Sleuth podcast. Uh Aha, see what we've done there? Right, question one. It's an easy one to start with. It's a question about two of the biggest names in the sport, Peter Brock and Alan Moffat. By the way, if you're driving, if you're out and about, or if you can't write down the questions or the answers here at the moment, uh, make sure that you make some time for a little bit later on. Find somewhere safe to pull over or to uh, get back home, and then you can sit down and jot out the answers. Now, 
Brock and Moffat, what year did they race the Bathurst 1000 together in the 05 Holden Dealer Team Commodore? Was it A, 1980, B, 1985, C, 1986, or D, 1987? Question two, it's a driver synonymous with car two. Mark Scaife. We had him on the podcast last year, and if you haven't heard the episode, do yourself a favour and check it out. He's a Supercars Hall of Famer, six-time Bathurst winner, five-time Supercar and Australian Touring Car Champion. But the question is, in which year did he win the fourth of those five championship titles? Was it A, 2002, B, 1999, C, 2003, or D, 2001? Hmm, interesting. Back through the memory files. Now, question number three. You might have guessed we love a bit of chassis history here at V8 Sleuth. In fact, we've got the whole book about to come out on the histories of every car from Dick Johnson Racing and DJR Team Penske. Uh, A quick update. If you've pre-ordered it, good news. It's off at the printers as we're recording this podcast. It's only a few weeks away from being in your hot little hands when you can read about the cars that are in this question. Now, I'm talking about one of the most successful cars in DJR's team history, the 1994 Bathurst-winning EB Falcon that also won the 95 Australian Touring Car Championship uh, in the hands of John Bauer, but it was destroyed in a savage incident at Phillip Island in 1996. So what's the question? I know, it's a long lead-up, but it's worth it. What was that car's chassis number? Was it A, EB3? Was it B, EB5? Was it C, EF6, or was it D, EB4? That's question number three. Question number four. Hmm. It's a good Stone Brothers racing number. In fact, the number four, Marcus Ambrose's number for his first three of his five years racing for Stone Brothers in those blue Pertec Falcons. Of course, you can read all about those Pertec Falcons in the Falcon Files, our magazine that documents every V8 Supercar Falcon from 1992 to 2017. It's on special now, just 15 bucks. It's 240 pages. You've got to get yourself one. Jump on our bookstore via our website. But the question is, how many different chassis, that's race cars, did Marcus race across his five seasons with Stone Brothers Racing? That was from 2001 to 2005. The potential answers are A, five cars, B, one car, C, three cars, and D, two cars. Interesting one. Question five. We did a story earlier this week on the V8 Sleuth website, v8sleuth.com.au, looking back at the car numbers with the most wins in the history of the Australian Touring Car Championship and the Supercars Championship as well. No surprise, the number with the most wins is number one. But which number has had the second highest amount of championship race wins? Is it A, number two, B, number zero five, C, number 17, or D, number triple eight? couple of iconic numbers there, that's for sure. Every lap in under a minute. Every move made to matter. Every decision impacting the outcome of the race. Supercars in Perth. Every second matters. Bosch Power Tools Perth Super Sprint. May 17 to 19. Book now at Ticketek. Supercars. Unforgettable. Question six. The most famous six in supercars has got to be the lap of the gods. Greg Murphy's top 10 shootout lap from the 2003 Bob Jane T-Mart's Bathurst 1000. Now, we all know he did a 2.06, but what was the full lap time in minutes, seconds, and ten thousandths of a second? Was it A, 
2 minutes 6.7125, B, 2 minutes 6.8594, C, 2 minutes 6.8312, or D, 2 minutes 6.9584. If you know your sixes, you'll know the numbers for that very famous lap. Now, question seven. We had Jim Richards on the V8 Sleuth podcast last year. We went and spent some time with him at his workshop in Melbourne, and he told us all sorts of stories, including the time that Alan Grice did a deal for them to go and represent Australia in a Nations Cup-style event overseas. Now, if you haven't heard it, do yourself a favour. Go back and listen to it. It's one of the funniest stories we've had told on the V8 Sleuth podcast so far. But if you've heard it, then you'll have no trouble knowing the answer to this question. In which country did the race take place? Was it A, Colombia, B, Brazil, C, Chile, or D, Mexico? Question eight. Larry Perkins was back behind the wheel of a supercar not that long ago at the Phillip Island Historic Classic, and he and son Jack had just finished a full restoration on the car that he drove. But which car was it? Was it A, the car from his final Bathurst start in 2003? Was it B, the car from his final full-time season in 2002? Was it C, the chassis from Jack's first full-time season in 2007? Or was it D, the chassis from his final Bathurst 1000 win in 1997? Right, question nine. How many race and class victories does Craig Lowndes have at Mount Panorama across the Bathurst 1000 and the Bathurst 12-hour? Another plug, Going Global, the Bathurst 12-hour book featuring Every GT car from every year's 12-hour, 300-odd pages, not far away from going to print. Make sure you pre-order a copy of that limited edition book. It is a cracker. You will really enjoy it. Is the answer to the question, how many race and class victories does Craig Lowndes have at Mount Panorama across the Bathurst 1,012-hour? Is it A, 9, B, 11, C, 8, or D, 10? Now, question 10, and this is a fitting one for the question 10. It's about one of Mark Larkham's Mitre 10 Falcons. He had a few of them, but this one's about the AU Falcon that he used to grab pole at Bathurst in 99. Sadly, it was in that massive fireball crash with Paul Morris at Oran Park the following year. But the question is, what did Larko do with the destroyed car afterwards? A, he still got the damaged shell exactly as it was after the crash. Well, he doesn't ever throw anything away. B, he had it crushed and scrapped. C, he had it cut up and turned into paperweights. Or D, he donated the car to a TAFE college for the students to rebuild and it became the Mitre 10 simulator car. Well, that's half the quiz gone, but there's still half the quiz to go. Make sure you keep listening for the rest of the questions. I'll get stuck in those final 10 in just a sec, but I wanted to tell you about our mates at Timken, a world leader in bearings and mechanical power transmission products and services. Now, I've been told by some of our listeners that we needed to update the live read ad in our Timken podcast. And we have. We've got some awesome new factoids. Now, you might know Timken's name and you might recognize their logo, but did you know that their bearings are used in some of the world's largest wind turbines, some as tall as 260 meters? That's almost twice the height of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And they've got rotors as big as 220 meters in diameter. That's about the distance from the start line to Hell Corner at Mount Panorama. These rotors turn on big shafts, and at each end is a massive Timken tapered roller bearing. 
the biggest one with an outside diameter of 3.425 metres. That's over three quarters the length of a supercar. Now, the bearings have to be perfectly reliable to withstand the massive loads and the extreme conditions, like in the North Sea, where a single turbine is expected to produce enough renewable sourced energy to power 16,000 European homes year-round. We'll bring you some more cool facts about Timken in each episode of the V8 Sleuth podcast this year, which neatly brings me to question number 11. Let's see if you've been paying attention to all those cool Timken facts in our previous podcast this year. Question 11. Timken partnered with NASA to develop bearings for its Mars rover missions. Now, the most recent rover to reach the red planet, there's a lot of words starting with R in that sentence, the Curiosity rover had a pair of tiny Timken bearings running the vacuum pump that supports the rover's analytical equipment. They rotated at 100,000 RPM. But what size were they? A, 16.53 millimetres. B, 9.41 millimetres. C, 8.35 millimetres. Or D, 6.35 millimetres. Question 12. Now, these next few questions are a notch up in difficulty from the first 10. The Mount Panorama letters on the hillside below Skyline have been an iconic part of the Bathurst circuit for a long time now. But what was the first Bathurst 1000 that they were present for? A, 1990, B, 1989, C, 1992, or D, 1987? Question 13 now. We mentioned Alan Grice earlier, and along with his amazing touring car career, you might remember he was also a pretty handy NASCAR racer, one of the top touring car stars to take on the Thunderdome at Calder Park, but his first NASCAR start was in a full NASCAR Cup Series race, the World 600 at Charlotte in 1987, with backing from Bob Jane and Fosters. Of course, that's the race that's now known as the Coke 600. But Gricey was actually part of a two-car team that went to Charlotte, but the other driver didn't qualify for the big race. The question, who was that driver? Was it A, Charlie O'Brien, B, Dick Johnson, C, Graham Crosby, or D, Jim Richards? Question 14 now. Jamie Winkup is the focus of this question, and he's held the record for the most number of pole positions in Australian touring car and supercars championship history for a fair while now. His poles at Adelaide and Albert Park this year moved his career tally to 85, but it took him a long time to get off the mark. How many supercars round starts did Winkup make before taking his first pole position? Was it A50, B60, C46, or D88? Question 15. Formula Ford has long been one of the critical classes for young drivers hoping to make it to supercars. How many Australian Formula Ford champions are among the full-time drivers on the 2020 supercars grid? Is it A5? B6, C7, or D8? Question 16. 16 is the number that Garth Tander carried to his Supercars Championship win in 2007. Now, GT has the record for the most championship race starts with the one manufacturer. Since he debuted in 1998, he started 639 races in Holden's. In that time, he's only driven for four teams, but which one has he started the most races with? Is it A, Gary Rogers Motorsport? Is it B, the HSV dealer team? Is it C, the Holden Racing Team? Or D, Triple Eight Race Engineering? 
Now, there's just four more questions left, and to bring it home, we've stepped up the difficulty rating even further for these last four. So best of luck, everyone. Here we go. Question 17. Bit of a famous number, really. Naturally, it's about a driver that's pretty heavily linked to the number 17. Now, prior to the current COVID-19 outbreak, Team Penske had announced it was going to run Scott McLaughlin in an IndyCar race in 2020. When the Kiwi finally does start his first IndyCar race, and let's face it, we all think and hope he will, he'll join a very short list of Bathurst 1000 winners to do so. So the question is, how many drivers have won the Bathurst 1000 and also taken part in an IndyCar race? Is it A3, B1, C2, or D5? Nearly finished. Question 18. Now, speaking of McLaughlin, last year's Bathurst 1000 marked the first time in a long time that the winning car came from first place on the grid. Before last year, when was the last time that that happened? Was it A, 2011, B, 2009, C, 2003, or D, 1996? Question 19. The V8 Sleuth logo has appeared on a few supercars over the years, both in the main game and in what's now known as the Super 2 Series. Which of these four cars did not carry the V8 Sleuth logo? Was it A, Will Brown's Eggleston Commodore at the 2017 Bathurst Super 2 race? Was it B, Tom Randall's Scandia Mustang at the Bend in 2019? Was it C, the Chas Most at Dalwood Wilson Security DJR Falcon at, uh, where was it, Sandown in 2013? Or D, the number 38 Will Brown Eggleston Commodore at Barber Gallo in 2019? Right, we've made it. Last question. Question 20. Ooh, this one's a good one. This one will be a struggle to look up anywhere online. You might just have to chance your arm on this one. The Mount Panorama racing circuit is unusual in that its start line and finish line are in different places. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? How far apart are they? Is it A, 173 metres? Is it B, 121 metres? C, 148 metres? Or D, 205 metres? I wonder if there's anybody at Bathurst who might accidentally just go for a very quick power walk in their training schedule the next few days and try to map it out. Anyway, there they are, the 20 questions in our V8 Sleuth podcast quiz powered by Tim. Can remember, our prize is up for grabs, uh, a range of our books and DVDs. The first three correct entries to be lodged via the entry form on our website will be the winners. You can click on the story about the trivia podcast to get to that or find the links on our V8 Sleuth Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. And of course, if no one gets all 20 right, the answers, uh, the prizes I should say, will go to those who get the most amount of right answers in first. And you can't submit multiple attempts. You only get the one shot. Winners will be announced in our next V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Timken that comes out on May the 4th so you've got plenty of time to enter. Get filling in that form, enter in the quiz, join in the fun. Thanks for joining us again on the V8 Sleuth Podcast powered by Timken. Our next episode, a very special guest with a long history in supercars racing. We'll join you then. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products, to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil and find out.